You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time: The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. All right, welcome back to 32 Fans in 32 Days. I am here with myself. There's no Alex. Alex is not here. He He's working, napping, dieting. I don't know what he's doing, but he's not on this podcast. Um, And uh, it's going to be me and Josh Lemer. Josh was our Rams guest last year, and uh, he had so much fun. He agreed to come back again. Josh, how's it going? How's it going, Akiva? Uh, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty confident about this year's team. Um, and uh, yeah, really excited to uh, get into it. Yeah, so we're in the we're in the post, we're in the post Jared Goff era. We'll be looked mm-hmm. at fondly. Who will, you know, who will forget who could who could forget the Jared Goff era? But um the sun right, the sun sets on the Jared Goff era. Mm-hmm. And he it doesn't and know it, whether it's in the west or the east. But. Well, I mean, he went east. Mm-hmm. Alex thinks Detroit is the Middle East United States. He said that on a recent podcast. That's where that's where um, Jared Goff is. Yeah, I, I'm trying to think of the last QB trade like that. Where it's, you know, two guys started for two different teams and the next year they were flipped. I can't remember one um, anyway. So uh, Stafford, Matthew Stafford. How old is Matt Stafford? He's like 33, isn't he? Yeah. So, but he's the oldest 33 on earth, right? Yeah. He's 30, he's 33, but he's been in the NFL for like 22 of those years. (laughs) You know, he was basically the youngest quarterback ever when he started and he started as a, um, uh, right away. Um, has it, how have you been able to tell from training camp and from the beginning of the preseason games, like the differences between Goff and Stafford? I mean, obviously like, McVay is not doing any McVay stuff at all. I don't even think he calls the plays in the preseason. Um, ha- how, if at all, has it been evident in terms of like an upgrade from Goff to Stafford? Well, I think it's pretty evident in a lot of ways, although I don't think there's too much to be gleaned from these preseason games and trainings because McVay famously holds all his cards back and puts a lot of third and fourth stringers in there. But I mean, obviously, Stafford can make the deep passes. He can do things that Jared Goff is not really capable of. And I have mixed feelings on the Stafford trade, um, as I expressed earlier. Um, but the it's clear that he's going to help, certainly, Robert Woods. He's going to help. Uh, we got Deshaun Jackson for some reason. Uh, this certainly would – that would certainly be a wasted signing uh, if we still had Goff. 
and you know the Rams will have all. Hey, by the way, age the game, years. Josh. Age game, Deshaun Jackson. What is his age? Do uh, you know off the top of your head? 30, 34? Yeah. Doesn't it feel like he's 39? Yeah. What is he? He's, I, no, you got it. You know that he's 34. He's 30, oh, 35 this year. That's crazy. Yeah. It feels like he, he's much older. Like he's been like not totally washed because he still has some useful football skills. But in terms of like even being a starter, it, you know, he's like three years removed from that at this point. Yeah, he's just been around forever. I, I remember I I, share, I was on the field with him in college when he played for Cal against UCLA, um, and I was standing on the field filming it. And then the fact that he's been in the league this entire time, as considering that he's like supposed to be Mr. Explosive Guy. So now he's on my team as like our fourth, maybe fifth receiver, and we'll see how that goes. But back to the Goff and Stafford question, you know, obviously they're not showing their cards, but it is a big upgrade for this year. Uh, we're obviously the hope is that Jared Goff was pretty good at not losing games, but never really put us in a position to win games by himself. And the hope is that Stafford can do that after kind of wasting away in Detroit for so long. You know, he's on a contender, so it's put up or shut up time for him. So, you know, there's certain things to be excited about on that front. I, I really, you know, I, I've said before that I would trade, you know, all my picks for 10 years or, you know, pay McVay $30 million a year to be the Jets coach. Although I am happy right now with how Sal looks. Uh, what, what's the Sean McVay experience like for you as a Rams fan? And do you think, is it like, do, do you worry sometimes like we overrate him or, or is he properly rated? What do you like about the, uh, you know, having McVay as your coach? Well, what I mean to like is uh, the ability to scout talent, uh, both in the head coaching, um, both in the in, in the coaching ranks, as well as uh, getting value out of picks. I obviously we haven't been able to win the big one. We've had like expectations on us and have some certainly had some years where we didn't quite do as well as expected. But I mean, yeah, no, it's a great feeling to have like a really young, like good coach like I that. I don't usually get that at a lot of my sports teams, like where I'm like very happy with the head coach. And I mean, we obviously see like even in the coaching staff, he picks out these young guys, you know, Brandon Staley picks them out defensive coordinator, number one defense in the league statistically gets poached after one year to be a head coach. So, I mean, I guess that's the downside is all the guys he finds keep getting poached, but I mean, I'd rather be in that position than the opposite. Yeah, although not like they're all world beaters. I mean, Zach Taylor's on that list too, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, like, hey, I'm not saying anything about their success as a head right. coach once they right. leave. I mean, that's, that's the same thing. It's always been, you know, that's the same with like Belichick and all of them. But mm -hmm. uh, certainly they did well as coordinators here. Uh, now we got uh, Raheem Morris in to replace him as the DC. I think probably because like, all right, you guys know that he doesn't work as a head coach. Nobody's going to poach this guy. But the thing is, Raheem was so young and like, it started well. I, I do think Raheem will get a. He'll definitely get interviews if if this year goes well for the Rams defense. I people like him around the league. It would not shock me at all. Uh, honestly, I was thinking that to see Raheem Morris as uh, a head coach again. So Raheem is how old is he? Age game on Raheem Morris. We're playing the age uh, game well today. Forty-seven. Uh, I'm gonna say that's about right. Raheem Morris. He's he, 44. I just looked it up. Okay, 44, which means when he which means when he was the Bucks coach, which is now a decade ago when he was fired. He was 34 mm -hmm. when he got fired, right? So like, you know, since then 
Uh, he, he's been watching the news. He was in Atlanta forever. Now he returns. He hasn't even really been a DC until last year. He and he had never been a DC because remember he gets hired as the Bucks coach um, as their DB. Uh, he was a, a defensive coordinator for the Kansas for Kansas State, if you want to be technical. Mm-hmm. But um, so yeah, like he's still sort of growing into coaching. They, right? They go. 10 and six in the second year, but then he gets fired for a four and 12 year. It's not like they had a great team. I think Raheem Morris gets another job, honestly. Uh, and then Kevin O'Connell is the yeah. offensive coordinator. I could see him also as another guy who gets, uh, it, it seems like the offensive guys mostly have been fast tracked more than defensive guys. I could see Kevin O'Connell getting a gig. O'Connell is 36. So he's another young guy. Mm-hmm. I remember he was on the jets for a while, not super long, but he was like, you know, mm-hmm. the fourth guy back and forth on the roster. Uh, so, you know, hasn't been too long from him. And, uh, he, he's already been uh, he was the coordinator last year. This is the second year, right? With the Rams. That's correct. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's embarrassing that he didn't get a job right away. <laughs> yeah. That, the st- high standards him. set by the mm-hmm. coordinators in McVay system. Although it's yeah. not like the golf uh, offense last year really lit the world on fire. It would have been, no. you know, people have gotten hired out of that, but it would have been difficult. I was uh, Josh. I was doing the core game where I, where I ranked the team's cores from one to 10. They're best players with a, a look, towards the youth, meaning, let's say, 39-year-old Andrew Whitworth. While he's certainly one of the Rams... I believe he's 40 now. Yeah. While he's certainly one of the Rams' 10 best and most important, possibly, for this year players, it's hard to include him in the core. So, I, you know, let's say Whitworth would not be there. So I'll tell you what I came up with for the Rams' core, and we'll sort of talk it out, see how it looks. Is this a great core? Is it not? All right. So I have Aaron Donald 1, the first player uh, of any Uh podcast we've done, uh, the first team where the quarterback is not number one. Mm-hmm. Aaron Donald one, Matthew Stafford two, Jalen Ramsey three. All right. Okay. And then I have the receivers. I have Cup and Woods. Um, Cup is like, I don't know if he's four years younger than Woods, but he's been in the league. I think you're five for Cup and you're nine for Woods, if I'm not mistaken. Um, now they're solid, man. Yeah. Uh, I have Darius Williams. Yep. Yeah. Who, you know, people are expecting big things over this year. Leonard Floyd, who's, you know, hopefully your second pass yeah. rusher. Big, uh, big. We uh, paid a lot to keep him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a lot of people want the Leonard Floyd. And then it's tough after that. Then I have Rob Havenstein, mm-hmm. who's not so young, but mm-hmm. is an important part of the team. Austin Corbett, Tutu Atwell, a third receiver, right? He's your he, he was your draft pick. Tyler Higby, mm-hmm. some people like him as a tight end. So it, it the, the top is very star centric, but it after that, it's not super exciting. Honestly. Yeah, this is a big stars and scrubs team, again, mm-hmm. which kind of by the nature of the fact that we have to pay. Donald and Ramsey and the wide receivers and Leonard Floyd and, and now Stafford. Yeah. Yeah. That's now. So it's like, now we have a lot of question marks in some of the other positions that are not stars, but I mean, that's also kind of how it's been for a while. And uh, you know, I think last year on the podcast, I said, Oh, we lost a bunch of guys. We couldn't afford them. And then, then that's the case again this year with losing, you know, John Johnson and Troy Hill and Michael Brockers and, um morgan fox and but like and last and over the years i kind of kind of like well i think the defense is going to drop off because we lost all these guys but then it doesn't because they just fill in the defense uh offensive losses um weren't super major um so hopefully that should be a big the offense if the offense takes a leap forward then i think there's really a lot of excitement what were your thoughts when the stafford trade happened did you think like ooh, like is this good or bad for the Rams and the Lions. I know Chester's on record, but I don't remember. Yeah, so I to me, I think like you weren't going to win a Super Bowl with with Jared Goff. And now, well, I mean, you sort of almost did, but I, it wasn't 
wasn't a likelihood that you were just going to keep getting back to the Super Bowl. Goff had really plateaued. I think even the mild upgrade, even if you say, you know what, the upgrade from the 20th best guy to the, let's say you call him the 13th best guy, like how big is it? Well, it's massive in the sense that your window is not you. Jaron Donald is probably already peaked. Like he's still a super duper star, but he's probably already peaked. I think that's fair to say, right? He's not sure. getting better. I, sure. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's still got some, got some years in him. Absolutely. Sure. Absolutely. But, but he's, you know, he's not, he's not getting younger. He's not necessarily getting any better. The receivers are solid now, but you're going to have to pay them too. Uh, right. Cup didn't get his second deal yet. I don't think. Right. No. And then that's why we took, um, We've been we've been taking right, wide receivers at, at, right. in like the second round and stuff to try to mm-hmm. hoping that wean they them had, out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then the line is just like insanely old, right? Mm-hmm. Woodworth is ancient. I haven't seen's not young. Um, the, Brian Allen's not young. Austin Corbett's not young. David yeah. Edwards is not young. But uh, we got uh, yeah, we, we do have some guys in there like Joe Noteboom, Bobby Evans that are young guys that we hope can step up but like they're they're certainly not going to be elite talent right. right and the and the and the better players on defense are also you know hitting 30 and and mm-hmm. and there aren't a ton I, I, I don't think you guys just looking at the depth charts i think you were the only team you don't have any rookies scheduled to not only start but you don't even really have many rookies who are scheduled to be the backup maybe at well although i could see guys like the jackson no. getting Ern- Ern- ernest jones will get in there ernest yeah. Jones will get in. yeah ernest jones is a linebacker Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but yeah, so the, but this is this is a very old team that is not relying much, even though they did have a lot of draft picks. They had they had a mm-hmm. ton of draft picks. They're not relying necessarily in year one on those picks. Um, We had news today. Was that today? It's been a long day. That was today. Yeah. So, so we today. had we had a big trade. Sony Michelle was traded for what was essentially a fifth round pick, but the Rams randomly don't have one. So they sort of have to go find one and give it to the Patriots. Um, But basically, fifth round pick. What do you think of the Sony Michelle deal? I think it was a necessary thing to do, but it was like, obviously the Patriots aren't giving too much up because they had so much running back depth. Like they might've mm-hmm. even cut him, but I mean, he's certainly after acres went out and that's kind of like the thing that's really kind of tempering my expectations in regards to the offense was that like, I feel like if we had acres, then the sky would be the limit for this year, but we don't. And we're going to have Daryl Henderson, who's all right. Uh, and then some uh, sec- and then a second rounder uh, from last year. And then a first uh, seventh rounder from this year uh, filling in uh, after Daryl Henderson. And then Daryl An- Henderson hurt his thumb the other day. And so we kind of gave up even more picks to get Sony Michelle. But I, I, I like it. I think it'll be a pretty decent two-headed back situation it won't be great for anybody's fantasy team but i think for our purposes having um michelle and henderson switch out depending on what's needed will be a nice boost uh to the offense and michelle can fill in a little bit more if henderson is going to have to miss a week or two to start the season you were very excited i assume like the all the rams fans were about acres sort of got better as the year went on and and Mm -hmm. was amazing in the playoffs against seattle Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it, it, you know, a, a huge loss and any t- ruptures Achilles. So, like, he's not even guaranteed to be, you know, here week one next year. Yeah, uh, basically the worst injury he could have. He's only 22. So, you know, if he's healthy, he could come back. But that is rough. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. It's like the chips are on the table. So you, you're going to have to do that. And honestly, you will probably have to do it one more time during the year if you guys are, you know, four and two or something like that. Like, there is a good chance you mm-hmm. are going to have to 
make one more of those deals for, I don't know how many draft picks you have left, honestly, but um, not you know, many. Yeah. But it, it, like you might have to make a move or something for, I don't know where, but maybe the line isn't working. Maybe mm-hmm. the safeties aren't very exciting. I don't know. I'm not sure where, but um, yeah, it's a, it, it is tricky because it's a long season and like week one, this is one of the better rosters in the league, but like what happens when everyone starts losing three guys, like other teams, mm-hmm. maybe more X, but I don't know, maybe some of these rookies can play and, some of these guys I've never heard of and uh, no one else really knows, you know, maybe uh, Greg Gaines is like, oh, who's Greg Gaines? And he's a good player. I don't know. Yeah, I, I don't want to make any um, assumptions about the offense because, yeah, with a couple injuries, the offense could go downhill real quick. Like if you look at the depth chart, like the backups are like just like practice squad guys for a lot of it, long drafted mm-hmm. guys. Uh, the defense, I'm pretty confident in. Uh, last year I said, oh, we had all these losses. We don't know if people can step up, but just somehow they – the, the, these guys step up in the de- in the Rams defense, um, even with like all these losses and I, I they'll figure they, they always tend to figure it out. You know, there's guys who look having, you know, having Aaron Donald and, and Jalen Ramsey on the team makes anybody like even an average guy like shine more than he would on pretty much any other defense. Mm-hmm. So usually that tends not to be too much of a factor and it's not that big a deal to plug like some average guys into the defense, but sure. yeah, the biggest question is injuries on the offense. All right. And, and I want to, yeah. And because a lot of our guys are old and like the sky's the limit if everybody stays healthy, but like, that's not a realistic thing to expect with the guys this old. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So I, I want to ask you about some of the under, other NFC West teams. We talked to some of the other, NFC West fans, or at least about some of the other NFC West teams. And first of all, do you believe this is the best division in football? No question. Mm-hmm. What, what would you say is the second best division in football? I don't know. Uh, um, maybe the AFC West. If maybe, but the, yeah, there's not an obvious second answer. No, I don't. I don't know. I mean, I guess that, yeah, because the worst one in, in the AFC West is the Raiders and they could be OK. Yeah. I mean, AFC North isn't bad oh. either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's where I was going to go. But Bengals not stoked about. So mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's 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 nobody that is set up one through four like the NFC West is. There's nobody where like the fourth one is like could be a contender. Right. Like yeah. the Cardinals are the worst by far, but like they could easily make the playoffs and get some games wins in there. Like no yeah. question. That wouldn't be super surprising to anybody. All right. So let's go week by week uh, and uh, and we'll see what, where you have the Rams going in the schedule game. Okay. Uh, can I ask you one quick question? Yeah, where, let's go. where did you guys have them ranked? Ah, okay. So that is, you know, I usually don't mention it up front because that is it's in the title. And oh, okay. I forget sometimes. No, it's not like against it, but I'm saying it is. I always forget to say it, but it's like also, oh, it is in the title. The Rams are our um, number five team. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, higher than I thought. I had them at five. Alex had them at six. And mm-hmm. uh, there you go. They are right there with Seattle, who we have at um, six and a half. And the Niners are also 10 and the Cardinals are 13. Yeah. So all four teams in the top half in the in the play, the playoff. Uh, if we just pick the top seven teams, I think they'd all be in the, mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Um, okay. So the fifth rank, LA Rams. But now I think that's high. Now I don't know. Now that after I've done the deep dive, I'm not sure I still agree with it. But let's let's look at the schedule. Let's see what what we think. Let's all go. Right? Mm-hmm. All right. So they open up 
Uh, I'm sort of surprised this is the Sunday night game, but I guess uh, you like NBC has some crazy games early. Uh, you know, it doesn't seem like a major. If you look at the NFL schedule, you're a TV guy, Josh. You know, you think mm-hmm. like this way. There's really only six teams that are in all those Sunday night games. Like every big game this year that's based on like, oh, this is a blockbuster TV game features the Chiefs, the Bucks, the the Ravens, the Packers, the um, Patriots, or the Steelers and the Cowboys. I think there's seven. It's seven mm-hmm. teams that it's like all there's like almost virtually every single game has to have one of those teams. But this game does not have either of those teams. This is the the Bears and the Rams. So you guys host Chicago on Sunday Night Football Week One. Mm-hmm. What do you think? When? Okay. Then you go to Indianapolis. Slightly short week. When? Okay, two and zero. Oh. And mm-hmm. then you come home, and it's uh, it, it's Tom Brady. Coming to L.A. this uh, his first time playing in that new wait. So the I'm just thinking the state they played in the stadium last year and it was empty. The L.A. stadium. Yeah. yeah. And even by the end of the year, there was nobody in there, even in even December. No, the restrictions were stricter here than in right. most places. Yeah, they were not letting fans in. So they've like never had any. They've never had any any real fans, certainly not a full crowd. And so I guess I, so that's really why, because they they give you a big mm. game to to host the opener. That's why that game is there. The Rams bears. This is like, we're mm-hmm. debuting the stadium. Then it fills into it, you know? Yeah. I give a, a kind of a, not a, not, yeah. not a great team, but it's in a big market. So you, yeah. so that the home team can kind of, and everyone's zero, zero, everyone's watching, you know, Chicago will be watching, mm-hmm. especially, you know, it probably will be Dalton's, which is honestly the best week of the whole year to play Chicago is week one. Cause it could be, mm-hmm. we just talked to the bears fan before you, but that could be the only Dalton game. Who knows? Nice. Um, yeah, the, uh, yeah. Are, would you, are, are you are you expecting to go out to that stadium? Are you, are you looking forward to seeing it? Oh, yeah. Uh, big time. Do you have yeah. tickets yet for a specific game or? or you just... No, no. But we're, we're working on it. We're working on it. I mm-hmm. think. Are um, they hard to get? Because it's tricky. It's like people are excited about the stadium. It's the first year, but also there hasn't been, you know, L.A. has is not yet. Uh, you know, blue and yellow necessarily. They're obtainable if you've got the money. Yeah. Um, I think like if the, there was no COVID restrictions, I think it shouldn't be too huge of a problem. But uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I'll, I'll let you know when I'll go to one of these games. Yeah, I, but I'm um, looking at it. The first game obviously is very expensive. And the second game happens to be Tampa. So that's expensive. And the rest of them are not. First of all, they're not like, mm-hmm. the, you know, the Cardinals who have no fans of their own and Detroit and Tennessee. So they're not marquee teams necessarily. So, yeah, no, my strategy for all for all live sports games for my team is pick one of the teams that is like nobody's super clamoring to see because mm-hmm. like you still get to go there, be in the stadium. And so, you know, I'm eyeing week 13 versus the Jaguars. Oh, OK, you know, I want to I'm I'm eyeing um, I'm I'm eyeing that. Uh, that one and you don't have to worry about it being cold we were, i was talking about this with uh no. jason reed the other day and it's like you have to factor that in when when your team you know you want to see them play uh, maybe the tickets are cheap or you, you want to see a w but uh you like it's harder in december but i guess not in la all right that's why some people live in southern california uh mm-hmm. all right two and oh you host the bucks do you beat tom brady, tom brady i'll be l- i'll i'll be liberal and say no i feel like brady would really want to bring his a game for an in, in L.A. Mm-hmm. and um, exploit some weaknesses. Mm-hmm. He'll be very so excited. Rare it's my birthday. He'll loss. be like, I want to win for Akiva. Oh, of um, course. Yeah, his best friend, Akiva. Uh, and then the next week, they host the Cardinals, your first uh, divisional game of the year. 
Yeah, I'm going to give ourselves the win on our home games against our division, but a loss in all the away games. In our okay. Division. All right. So then that's a loss on the short week in Seattle right there. Mm-hmm. So that's three and two. And then you have a little extra time to prepare for the Giants. That's in oh, New York. Yeah, we, I guess we really need extra time to prepare for the Giants. Yeah. Daniel Jones will be up that's late a, at night. That's a W. Okay. So four and two. And then you host the Lions. Uh, easy W. Okay. Uh, at Houston. That's going to be another win. I mean, you have the two worst teams in the league back to back. There, that's not bad. Yeah, it's maybe fun. the schedule is shaping up. Okay, and then I mean, six- well, I mean, maybe the schedule gods are just taking pity on us for having to play in the best division. It's possible. Yeah. And then, and then uh, another Sunday night game. Well, this could probably be flexed at that point, if but maybe not your not of your six and two. It's mm. uh, Stafford versus Tannehill. Who is the twelfth best quarterback in the NFL? It will be determined that night. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that's going to be a tough one. I think that I'm I'm going to say we barely pull that one out because it's at home. Seven to two. And then you Monday Night Football the next week in San Francisco, you're going to give them a loss because you said all divisional Mm -hmm. road games are losses. And then you have a bye late in the Mm -hmm. year. You come back after already after Thanksgiving, seven and three. You go to Lambeau Field. Yeah, not not. I don't think we're winning in Lambeau. Mm-hmm. So that's seven and four. And then Josh will be there in person seeing the Jaguars hosting the Jaguars December 5th. Mm-hmm. That's the plan. OK. And that's a win. Mm-hmm. And now you are eight and four with five to go. You're going to give them a loss on Monday night in Arizona. That's correct. That's eight and five. And then a win at home against Seattle. That's nine and five. That's correct. Then you have a tough little stretcher in Minnesota and in Baltimore. I'm going to give us the win against the Vikings, but not the Ravens. All right, so you're 10 and 6 and then hosting the Niners. What could be on the line? It could be the 10 and 6 Rams against the 10 and 6 Niners for yeah. a playoff spot, for a home game, for who knows. For the what. NFC, yeah, for the NFC. I guess it can't be a home West game, title. Necessarily. Oh, I guess unless it's the division. There's no more home not there's no more home wild card teams, right? Um yeah. so all right, so but you're going to give that a win because that's a divisional home game, 11 and mm-hmm. 6. The Rams yep. over under for those wondering. The Rams win total for the year is 10 and a half so that win would be the decider right you have them at 11 mm-hmm. yeah i am I'm, I'm pretty i feel pretty good the tampa game and the titans game are the ones that i'm like really could be up in the air and then obviously any of the within division games could be up in the air but um you know the, the rest of the games i feel pretty confident about so i mean it, it'll, it'll be fun i i have had i'm f- fairly certain they're gonna make the playoffs like mm-hmm. there had to be some real disastrous injuries for that not to happen. Yeah. So, Josh, and- I want to ask you a question because mm-hmm. Alex will do this. He's not here. The Rams are 13 to one to win it all. OK, mm-hmm. it's about what, where you'd expect. There's some teams we had behind them, like the Niners, the Packers who were 12 and one. But they're right in that mix there. And I think they're more of a solid team that like a lot of people expect the Rams do well, but not a lot of people have them winning. They're not going to be a popular Super Bowl pick necessarily, um, mm-hmm. mostly because I think teams we usually pick teams with like more elite quarterbacks to win the Super Bowl, things like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. That being said, paint me a picture that in February, the Rams are lifting the Lombardi trophy at home at home. That's mm-hmm. right. Uh, the picture is easy. It's just no, no major injuries. That's, think, that's you it. Think of every team is healthy or I not guess every, no, 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 not every team, just our team. If mm-hmm. our team doesn't have any major injuries, okay. Th- then, um, and maybe some of the other teams do, then mm-hmm. that's going to happen. And so root you know, for injuries, Rams fans. I'm, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Root for root for Aaron Rodgers to get upset and and 
get mm-hmm. and leave or just the, be offered the jeopardy job he doesn't even have to get injured yeah that, there you go Be- best best for everybody give rogers jeopardy give russell wilson wheel of fortune mm-hmm. and there you go yeah and then you know i think tom brady you know he could you know drew carey might want to retire ah, right okay price is right for tom brady yeah and we're on to something yeah, there we Maybe. go. There's there's there, there you go. Howard Murray all... could do like uh, American Ninja Warrior or something. Yeah, yeah. Why not? Um, you know, I mean, I think Julie Chen is um, kind of showing that she's not as into Big Brother anymore. Mm-hmm. You could get Lamar Jackson in there. OK, where's Josh Allen? What show are you putting Josh Allen on? Um, I think he is survivor. Go... No, Jeff it... Probst is uh, has made a deal okay. to remain immortal. Okay. Um, Let's go with what's a is supermarket spree still a thing? Supermarket sweep. Supermarket sweep. Yeah, yeah. Or Josh you could Allen start a new show, like and he could start. He could start a rival to supermarket sweep called supermarket spree. And yeah, no, it'd be great. Like, and then and then he would just throw like you know loaves of bread as far as he can to shoppers. That's good. Um, well, Trump's on the other end of the aisle. There you go. Uh, I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to contact their agents right now because yeah, I mean. So I, you, I, so, I, but real, so realistically, you think this is a Super Bowl winning core. This is a Super Bowl winning roster. Assuming Stafford stays healthy, the line doesn't break. Uh, you know, Donald, play, Donald is Donald. I mean, obviously, someone's going to get hurt. But you think that the top six, seven guys, as long as they stay healthy, within reason, this is a Super And I'm not saying you're right or wrong. I'm just, uh, uh, you know, the Rams winning the Super Bowl. It's not as crazy idea. No, listen, it was crazier when it happened. Much crazier when it mm-hmm. happened 20 years ago than it would be right now. Or 22 years I mean, ago. where would you have ranked Tampa last year? Would you probably put them in the same boat? I like think we had six, them at right? like, I think we even had them at eight, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. I think the Bucks were eight. So you're in, really in the same area. I mean, listen, someone has to win this division. I know it's tough, but like someone's going to make the playoffs, possibly two, maybe three teams. The NFC, listen, Brady's not young. Rodgers no. is good, but I mean, I mean, that team is really good. Honestly, the Packers are are really good, but like no one's unbeatable. The best team in the league is probably in the AFC and arguably the second best team in the league. Like I, I think the Chiefs and the Ravens are probably the two best teams in the league, uh, you know, especially if, assuming everybody's healthy. Both those teams are one one injury away from being disasters, but that's another story. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So listen, it's not that crazy. I know, I, you know, there's a little bit of homerism, but it's not that nuts. Just looking through anything else to ask you. Uh, a couple notes I had. Van Jefferson. I don't know if you if you're expecting him to play. Second oh, year play. didn't really yeah. do much last year. He's 25. Mm-hmm. That's is like wow. That's a that's a un, you know not really an analytics move to pick a 24 year old receiver and he didn't look super good. Yeah, uh, we talked about that. this last year, right? Um, the they picked like uh like the oldest rookie wide receiver possible, and then um you know, for his exposed potential and his potential to contribute right away. And, you know, he's not going to be a star. He's not someone you could pick up. You should pick up in fantasy, but, right. um, you know, he'll, he'll help out. And uh, Tutu Atwell will help out all 160 pounds of tiny little Tutu Atwell will help in as a slot receiver to do some stuff when uh cup gets hurt again. <laughs> like, right. But um, yeah. And It'll be fun, I think. Real fun season. I mean, we're it, it's kind of hard when you've kind of mortgaged your entire future for a win now mode, but you're yeah. like not the best team in the league. Right. You're in that like five, six, seven range. But you know, we'll be a contenders. We'll be in there. Um, games will be fun. There'll be, you know, lots of superstars on display. And 
give think, me uh, uh, time. all right last thing give me matthew stafford's line how many yards how many touchdowns how many interceptions will stafford have in the regular season this year how many oh. games played um i am not let's see it's gonna be higher than last year on i think it's gonna be better than he did last year and how um golf did pro uh, so i probably have i have to like look at that and i obviously I, I haven't been doing i don't have all of stafford's stats it's fine it's fine you could also just but... give me touchdown and interceptions or we don't have to do it it's fine I'm putting yeah you on the spot here but um yeah, I mean, it's like it's a mathematical way to analyze it that I can't pull out. <laughs> well, it's also a 17 game season. It's a little tricky. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I mean, yeah, we could I, see all these guys throwing for 5,000 yards and then, and you know, mm-hmm. Matthew Stafford, who knows? He, if he has you, a second wind mm-hmm. in LA, you could look up one day. He'll be like third, second all time in passing yards just because the season's extended and, and he's really, mo- you know, if you remember, he was so brittle at the beginning of his career and he's been able to stay healthy for so much. Many- 